Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. What's up, people? What's up, people? Hope you're all good out there. Today, I am supremely blessed. I am blessed beyond belief. I have a good friend of mine, somebody that inspires me a lot. His name is Andrew Grosset, and he is here to share with you a few insights in terms of how can we stay motivated at a time whereby we may be at our lowest. Um, for those who don't know Andrew Grosset, he's a professional bodybuilder. He's one of those people that puts truth to power every single time he's in the gym and outside of the gym because he will probably testify that a lot of the work that he does is outside of the arena of actually the gym, conditioning, eating, and all of that kind of stuff. So for us mere mortals... No, he's, he's looking over. <laughs> he's, I'm looking at him now. I wish you could see this. Um, he's double my size, and everything is where it's supposed to be. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, I'm deeply humbled, and um, I just want you. I want to share with you some of the um. The relationship stuff that me and him have anyway in terms of how we inspire each other, how we bounce off each other, and also um, drop some mic drop moments. I'm very keen for for Andrew to let us know. This week, have there been any moments whereby he thought, wow, damn, Eureka, I get it. And as we do in the Mic Drop Club, some experiences can be positive, some things can be negative. Remember, it's all about positioning. What can be negative today, tomorrow can turn out to be your crown, crowning jewel. So with a Mic Drop is just literally something that is a, um, a realisation to reality. And ultimately, that is something that we can decide at a later stage. But I will, I will, let, my, I will let Andrew talk, talk us through some of those situations. So straight off the bat... Andrew, how are you doing? You're good. I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Honoured to be here. Fantastic. Well, you know the honour is all mine. You know the <laughs> honour is all... We could go back and forth with this all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most definitely. So, Andrew, you know, how did you actually... Right, right from the beginning, how did you actually find the... What was your motivation to go into competition bodybuilding? You were working out, but how did you make that transition? The competitive bodybuilding side actually happened by... What, was, what I call a BFO, so blinding flash of the obvious. So I was, I used to own a gym and a so friend of mine- let's, let's slow that down right there. <laughs> that's a mic drop right there. The, the, the what? Can you say again? So it's a bit, that's what I call a BFO. It's a blinding flash of the obvious. Okay. It's when something happens in your world, it comes up and slaps you upside your head and says, right, this is where you're supposed to go. It's kind of like that that bit in the, in the lottery advert where the, the, the fluffy finger comes out of the cloud and go, it could be you. That's okay. what you should be doing. This is, yeah, it was one of those moments. Because I used to own a gym in Southeast London and a friend of mine is a, comp- is well, was a competitive bodybuilder at the time. Um, 
he was taking part in, he was judging a show. Um, another friend of mine was running that show and they were both in my gym talking about mm. it whilst we were recording fi- like fitness videos. So I was like, right, well, I've been thinking about doing it. And if there wasn't a, sh- a shining light, like to say, that's what you should be doing that other than that, there was, there was, it was, it was blatantly obvious to me, sort of slapped me outside my head. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to take that opportunity and I'm going to, I'm going to run with it and I'm going to see where, where this goes. So, so that's kind of like the, the Morpheus moment whereby yeah. um, a hero is being um, forced to make a decision you know, do you follow the path of yeah. uncertainty? Yeah, no, blue pill, red pill. Yeah, exactly. Or do you do you shy away and face shame? You know, and you decided to take the path less travelled, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that whilst obviously you get you've got the the very physical benefits you get of of actually pre- of preparing for a competition, you see body fat, body weight drop drop and body fat drop off. You know, I I lost thirty kilos in the space of three months. Wow. Um, in the preparation wow. for that for that show, but it it wasn't that wasn't the major bit that I got from it. It was what I was at, I learned something about myself because at that particular point in time, my own self confidence was under was under was under fire. I mean, I was I had my gym, yes, it'd been running, yes, but it was it was under duress, and I was starting to question my, whether or not I was actually capable of doing anything because I was facing this brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And this was a side challenge, but in a way it was, I believe the man's the man's stepping from up higher to go, you know what, just hold your, hold your ground. Cause as, as the body fat dropped and my, my physique started to change, obviously your confidence now latches off of something that has now been detrimental to it. And it now attached to something that was absolutely positive because it was, it was blindingly obvious that I was being successful at what it was, was that I was doing because the mirror, the man in the mirror was physically changing in front of me. So you had um, uh, a direct um, feedback by looking at yourself absolutely. in the mirror. Yeah. Um, did you have feedback from other people to validate that? Or did you, did you even need that in the first place? Well, it all came rushing in at the same time. Cause obviously through the, the, the wonderful stained glass window that is Instagram, you know, I'm putting up pictures and the pictures were really, they started off being just a, for me to keep me on the straight and narrow. Cause I knew it was going to be a challenging course. I knew it was something that I hadn't done before and I wanted to hold myself to account in some shape or form. So I had, I, I had a schedule to produce, to put pictures out. I, was, yeah. I had a schedule that I'd agreed with myself. I will put out no less than two, two pictures or videos a day. And that's what I was doing. It was just documenting the change for me. That's how it started. But then as people started following that journey, you therefore get that proverbial pat on the back each time somebody else follows and says, congratulations, well done. And you're now inspiring me on my own journey, blah, blah, blah. And it, it just grew. I mean, I think over the course of that first competition, my Instagram account went from zero to like 15,000, 20,000 people. And after that, you're like, okay, right. Well, what I'm doing isn't just about me anymore. It's about a lot of other people and a lot of other factors around. Well, so, so do you feel that pressure when you are um, posting, say Instagram, that? This is this is over, and this is not just about you. This is you're, you're actually having a service. You're delivering some sort of service. Somebody needs to see this. Absolutely. You know? So, um, that pressure. How do you manage that pressure? Tell me what. Describe for your listeners what does it look like. Is you're at home. You, as you said, you got your your structure. You got your your routine, and you're about. You, you told yourself you're about to deliver a picture, but you don't feel like dropping the picture. 
to me, it's about promises. And if I've commit, if I've promised something, I have to deliver. It was something that was, I suppose it's, it's, it's come from when I was, I was a child and things not necessarily being as consistent as I wanted them to be when I was younger, that I wouldn't stand for that when I was older. You know, it was a decision that I made when I was, when I was, when I was very young, that my name was going to mean something. My, if, if my name should introduce me before I get there and it should stand for something. Wow. 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 That's excellent right there. Your name should stand for something. Yeah. Some people are some people are born into greatness. Some people's surnames is synonymous with wealth, success yeah. already, and they've done nothing to inherit it. So but the majority of people are not born or privileged to that sort of um um challenge or, or success as it were. They have to create it themselves. So yeah. so you took it upon yourself to create a name for yourself. Wow, yeah. that's that's big. I started to treat my name as the, like a brand so to speak it was it it meant i mean it's, it's something that i insist on my kids holding up to this day I mean, yes like you said they've just got the name for free but that doesn't mean that they they can't earn it yeah they you know? have to maintain it exactly you that. know and sometimes that can be harder if you're if your father or your mother is somebody famous and you feel that you don't have the same attributes. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of pressure right it is. there. It is. You know, so um yeah, I'll big up anybody that first of all thinks about creating that name because the name is synonymous with a legacy if you're conscious about the process of what you're actually doing. Yep. Okay, no, so that so that's that's excellent. So in terms of the the time you you've spent dedicated to your craft. You know, you're not overnight success. No. You know, we come from the generation of MTV, MTV Cribs and everything. People just see the success. What does your, the road, the journey, how many, how long did it take? And make it sound as long as possible because that's the reality check a lot of people need to have. I mean, when we talk about everyone focuses when, especially we'll use bodybuilding as an example, everyone focuses on the competition now the competition, the trophy that you get, but the road to that trophy started long before you knew you wanted the trophy. You know, for me, it started when I was twelve. When I was twelve, I made a conscious decision. I wanted to change the way that I looked because I wasn't happy with the way that I felt. So I went out to go and create something. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I needed to be bigger than what I was, and I wanted to be stronger than what I was. And that was the only that was the only driver. That was the only factor in it. The whole bodybuilding term or category or title, whichever way you want to put it, didn't come on later until we, I was late twenties, the early thirties. But there was a consistency there. I mean, like from the age of like probably about 22, no, maybe even about 21, 21 to about 33, I didn't miss a tra training day. There was wow. no, there was no competition. There was no trophy. There was no, no Instagram. There was no WWW. I was just doing what I had decided to do. And when people to quote this whole no days off situation you know i got myself and friends of mine that can testament that we did the whole no days off thing we did a seven day routine wow. for over 10 years with no break we're talking about consistency yeah. here i mean real that, consistency and that includes christmas day that includes boxing day that includes all the days that people would normally go you're okay to take a day well no we didn't we didn't i was on christmas day it was my job to find the gym on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Day, it was my job to find a gym. And we would collectively group and we'd go to that gym. We'd hit that training session. We did that consistently for just over 10 years. Wow, wow, wow. That, that is groundbreaking there because, again, um, when we talk about consistency, we like to also 
put in place, okay, this is my public holiday, this is the birthday, the boys are going out or the girls are going out, whatever the case may be. We've already got our excuses lined up. Instead of lining up our ducks in a row to do something, we line up our ducks in a row to not do something, which is is why a lot of people fail because when you take a look at anybody that is um, achieving high-performing individuals, it's because they understand that, they've reconciled that already. Yeah. That is, this is the journey that you're on and you're prepared for it. So if you get a bit deeper in terms of when you're consistent, that is the output. Yeah. Is it because you have a visual way of looking at the whole process or is it numbers and, you know, I, is the numbers in terms of I've got to do X amount of exercises per day because that equals this result? Or are you somebody that say, okay, here's a picture of, uh, of what, I want to be physically and I'm just going to train as hard as I can to be like that picture or is it a combination? What, what works for you? For me, it's, it's, it's routine. It's building a routine. It's, it's taking the structure of my day and going, right, this bit belongs to training. And that's the, the hardest bit to do. And it's also analyzing yourself. Now I've gone through various different versions of, of me where I've tried to find where I can put this whole segment of training and be able to go right well the hour and a half or two hours belongs to that particular thing and I've really struggled doing that during the day because I feel pre- I put pressure on myself because I, I should be working I've got kids that I could be dealing with I've got to go and pay this bill need to get to the bank all these other pressures that during the day my phone's ringing so my training believe it or not the best time for me to train is about 5 a.m because at that point I always win that argument because anytime go, you could be doing it like nothing's open. You could be, no, but my phone can't ring because everyone else is asleep. It, I, you've sometimes got to be very real with yourself and be able to analyze your own, your own life patterns and go, right, well, if I want to be successful at this, I have to put myself in the best possible situation where success is achievable. I used to have a friend of mine that used to work with us as personal trainers and he used to love, he used to love the idea of being that early trainer, training people at 6am, but he sucked at getting up early in the morning. (laughs) Absolutely sucked at getting up early in the morning. He'd roll in through the door at midday and go, I just couldn't get up. And I said to him, why are you, why, why are you booking people in? when you clearly can't do it book your people focus on the evening time because that you're you're one of those people that can that can do that that late in the day bit like yeah. i always used to struggle training people past half past seven because my head's already disengaged i've been up since like half past three four o'clock i'm tired and i didn't really believe in training people with and with less energy than what the person that got me first thing in the morning had done you're all paying the same money for the same person you should get the same level mm. you know but so for him i used to say you're paying your you're paying your gym rent it's a very expensive gym membership before you're doing is coming here and training yourself like you've got to be able to analyze the situation and go right well What's the best opportunity for me for success? Okay, so in, t- in terms of like results, you know, a lot of people, um, from my experience with dealing with mental health, um, supporting people through mental health crises is, is when they have achieved their goal, mm-hmm. if they even had a goal, sometimes they don't realise it. There's no checkpoint, yeah. as it were. So they still feel like either they're still chasing that which they already have, and then they don't have the opportunity to celebrate. So in terms of as you're progressing on this journey, which is spaghettified, I like the word spaghettified. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah. Find a way to it's, use it's that. Spaghettified because it's going, it's going to increase over time. Yeah. You know, how are you marking that you're hitting your milestones? Because you have to call a spade a spade. You have to, you have to, you might say, right, well, 
I need to get to, I don't know, I need to put on, let's say for argument's sake, we're using diet metrics of putting on weight. You might say, well, I want to put on X amount of weight and X amount of muscle, but then you've got to put in your markers along the way on that yellow brick road. And you've also got to call the figure or call what it is or say, give it an, a, a termination point. There has to be some sort of metric to measure it. You know, as you quite rightly said, it, and it, I've, I've encountered this in both in bodybuilding, I've encountered it in through relationship coaching as well. Like, how do you know when you've got a good relationship? How do you know when your partner is what you want them to be? Well, you've got to be able to call it out in the first place. How yeah. do you know when you're a good partner, a good brother, good father, whatever it is it may be? If yeah. you're constantly going, I need to be better and you don't actually get too better, then it's a rolling state of depression because you're constantly knocking yourself on the head. Now you're calling yourself not good enough. Now you're saying mm. I haven't done enough. Well, but you didn't mark what. Yeah. So, so do you is. write it down? Do you yeah. have a journal that you write? Your- I, I don't necessarily deal with journals because I'm, 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 I suck at writing journals. I, I don't, but so you- we will call a set period of time and you'll go right on this date. I need to have got to this or in this state, I'm going to have that. Now, sometimes like say for argument's sake in the, in the whole world of changing your physicality, it's very difficult to go right. Well, 16 stone is what I want to look like. Mm. Now just listen to the two 16 stone is what I want to look like. You have to break it down and go, right. If Siva, I want to look like this. I want to be 16 stone. You have to call a spade a spade. And the vast majority of people when they're, when they're either on a decrease or an increase, whatever it may be, they're not clear on what their goal is. So they're going, right, well, I need to be 10 stone. And the first thing you ask as a trainer is go, why? Why 10 stone? <laughs> and they go, oh, oh, well, Susan was 10 stone. Yeah, but what what you're after is yeah. a visual thing. What you're yeah. after is I want to look like this. But what you're talking about is a number. And that number has no correlation to what you're going to look like. So call a spade a spade. So most people, clients, I ban them from the, I ban them from the scales. We're not after a figure on the scales. We're after a dress. Sure, sure. And for for, for myself, <laughs> I learned very quickly. Um, I'm from the generation whereby we used to have, we were in the UK broadcasting this. So those guys around the world try and understand what I'm talking about here. We used to have catalogs. Big, thick catalogs. They were thicker than Bibles. And my parents used to look at things all the time in there. We used to like pick out food in in this catalog and say that that's my spam. That's my ham. That's my hamper. These are my trainers. That's the BMX bike I want, etc. We used to pick out all these things. And what I used to do is take pictures of those things. I'd take them out, rip them out the catalog. And I'll keep in my own little, little diary mm. as it were. And I knew... Like literally for my first BMX bike, before I even got it, I knew what it looked like. I'd gone into yep. the um the store where that sells the bike and smelt the bike. Yep. I knew I even knew how much um how much links on the on chain, the chain. Yeah. that the bike had and how many spokes on the magnum wheels. I knew everything about this bike. So I'm I'm that visual. I'm the, I've I have to have that visual. So when you're working out. In the in the moment, working to working towards, um, cause I, I take it muscle doesn't give you a direct response straight away. No. You might feel pumped, yeah, right. Is that the right term? Yeah, you might yeah. feel pumped, but <laughs> you don't you don't get that physique straight away. No. So how are you um, constantly um, refreshing yourself, keeping yourself motivated that you are on the right track? What sort of th- on the on the daily basis? What does it look like on the micro level? Like day one. Like day two, or do you do you trust your process um, 
to now you're as you're professional, but before you got to professional and you were testing your methods, as yeah. it were, um, how were you trusting and engaging with your process? You had to trust the process. You have to. There's no there's no other way. You have you've got you've got to go right, this is what I'm gonna do and commit to it. And like you'll bump into X amount of gym guys and each ten of them will be successful at what they do and they'll have ten different versions of how they got there. Yeah. Ten different, like, and they will come to each one of their versions by trialing out fifty. So you have to go right. I'm doing this one, and much the same. Like the analogy you use there is perfect. You picked out that BMX and you went right. I want that one, not the other one that's yeah. next to it. Even when you got to the shop, you didn't look at it and go, "Oh, the red one over there is quite nice." You stuck to it. Yeah. I want that one. Yeah. You smelt it. You touched it. You yeah. ran your fingers in between the the tread on the tires. <laughs> yeah. You felt the chain, counting yeah. the links that are on there. Yeah. Sat on the seat. Felt out of seat, uh, uh, yeah. uh, what that seat felt like. Yeah. That bike was yours. Yeah. When it comes to the gym, it's exactly the same thing. You go right. I'm going to do this now. That could be a coach. It could be you go right. I'm tra- I'm training with Douglas. Mm. That's it. It does. When you walk into the gym, like Dean could talk to you. I'm training Douglas's program. Now, the amount of times that we used to walk into the gym and me and Sim used to laugh about this all the time because we walk into the gym and somebody go, oh, what are you training today? And I go, yeah, I'm training arms. And they go, oh, yeah, I'm training shoulders. And I go, good for you. And I go over to the other side and I go and train my arms. I'm doing this. This is yeah. my... It's staying you know, focused, right? Yeah, it's that... You've committed, like you've put your name to something. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can do what you're doing alongside me. Like I've been in Denver gym and I'm like, yeah, call me if you need a spot. Because mm. this guy's doing legs. But just because he's doing legs doesn't mean I'm doing legs. Okay. To the doubting Thomases out there. And, and there are tons of them because when I was um, trying to go to the gym more consistently and I was getting minimal results, but I felt it's good enough for me. People will start making comments that you're only that size because of X, Y, Z, because again, they're, they're throwing rocks at yeah. your success, right? Um, to the doubting Thomas, to the doubting Thomas who wants to, who sees you and thinks, oh my God, there's a superhuman walking the planet Earth. I've seen a superhuman walking the Earth. What reality can you give them in terms of your own frailties to, to like humanize your your experiences because it's all well and good you're pumped everything is good blah 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 but what show me the show me some of the pain show me share with us some of the the challenges if there are any there's challenges every day I what mean what do they look like what do they look like they look you? like the same as you when I walk when I look at the ice I often say to people I suffer from what I call size dysmorphia Okay. So I can be in the gym and you got to say it one more time because I'm dropping a mic drop <laughs> on that because you know, size dis yeah so size dysmorphia so I can look at myself in the gym and no matter how pumped I am make that particular body part in the re- reflection shrink you know? yeah. I'll be looking at myself and I'm looking at and I'm training this and it shrinks it's a day like people look at me and they go oh my god your arms and to me I see noodles <laughs> Really? I do. I see noodles. You see noodles. I, see, I see noodles. And free, people complain. They think they 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 mistake that as you being arrogant or you going right. Well, yeah. Well, it's not. Mm. That's literally what I see. Like I, wow. I wow. like with my chest, I'm quite I'm quite confident with it. But my legs, it's taken me ages to get to a point where I only I only started wearing shorts about four years ago. Wow. No. Wow. So you know you know when you come into like at the gym at the moment because we I went for a period where. I, I from certain things bits, bits and pieces happening there was a break in the training program mm. 
So now when I come into the gym, I'm fighting demons daily because I'm fighting my I'm fighting my former self. I get on a bench and I'm going, right, well, I'm pushing this and I'm going, but you used to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing this and you used to do that. You know, so there are constant, constant some of the biggest guys in the gym are the ones that I've had the biggest conversations about, about lack of self-worth, about lack of confidence, about mm-hmm. not not feeling your greatest and every day being a battle. But you see the difference is that they've decided on doing something they've committed themselves to something and that's what makes them face those demons every day through every workout and every rep you see that that is powerful there that's that's really powerful and profound um and we deal with people all the time that are going through challenges and, and andrew i thank you for sharing the normality that you're just like us yeah but you still have a secret weapon you know if you look at most um superhero films or cartoons growing up dungeons and dragons all that kind of stuff you find it, the heroes or heroines they get given on their journey at all a magic wand, yeah. a sword, a shield, some sort of power to help combat the demons on their journey, the, mm-hmm. the challenges on the on the journey. So we're trying to make the connection between professional athletes who can draw upon a level of motivation that, that yeah. quite frankly, the majority of people do not have. Because if they did have it, they'll be having more results in their <laughs> in their areas of expertise. And a yeah. lot of us, to be honest, a lot of us, we're all struggling out there. So what is yours? If you want to, if it's personal to you, you don't have to share it, but do you have your own secret weapon or any way to silence the noise? Do you listen to DMX that comes in on your headphones? <laughs> what is it that says to you that, do you know what I can, do you know what? That's former me, I'm crushing you. What, what do you do? To be honest, a lot of the times I listen to T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes right there, he deserves one of those. T.D. Jakes gets one of those, most definitely. A lot of the times in the gym, I've got T- if you see me with headphones on, it's T.D. Jakes I've got going into my ear. Okay. Uh, and when he starts talking about things like the mind, the, the mind is the battleground. Yeah. The battle that you face is in your mind. And if yeah. you can whoop it in your mind and you can whoop it in your checkbook, you yeah. whoop it in your checking account, you can whoop it in your relationship. That's That's... That's the bit. And for me, the on the gym floor is my bit that empowers me to do everything else. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and you see, you see when you touched on a bit of a super superhero, the superheroes are given or the heroes are given a, a tool. I think for most of us in the gym that have achieved, and it's not even a gym, achieved a certain level of success anywhere. Your superhero power is your why. Yeah. Because that's the bit that makes you get up and go, I'm going to do it anyway. Even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it anyway. It's 4 a.m. I got into bed at 2. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I've got a friend of mine that once he's sit on his meals, <laughs> he'll stay up till like 2 o'clock just to make sure he's eating all of the meals that are quoted for the day. Wow. Uh, where most of us, and even some wow. of us that are, that are <laughs> on the dedicated level, aren't anywhere near this. Like, because I'd have gone to sleep and gone, screw it, we'll start, and start again tomorrow. But he will stay up to finish his quota of meals, you know? Well, that's the level of commitment you need. Yeah. yeah. But consequently, he's now going to be my coach when we're coming out of this this little rough patch now. We're starting with him at the end of the month. Wow. Um, so it's it's knowing your why. Why, why are you doing what you're doing? Why profound, is very, very profound, the why. You always start with why. There's a book by, is it Simon Smeek or something like that? It was, it was, I think I the book's called Start that. With Why. No, it, yeah, I've heard, of, I've heard the title. Yeah, I don't know who the author was. It, it is a fantastic book out there. Don't worry, all the information is going to be in the show notes out there um, on Mike Drop Club. Dot com so you can just obviously get the links there but yeah starting with why a lot of people deal with the what 
Yeah. Now, what's a very, 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 very important question? Yeah. Like, normally, like, what happened? Like, when your kid's misbehaving, you don't need to know the why, first of all. You say, what has happened first? Because that allows you to ascertain your response. Yeah. The why is not important then. No. So a lot of children growing up in the 70s and 80s got beatings. What did and, you do? And the, and the why was never, ever discussed until you've healed from the, from, from the beating you got. You know, oh, why if you actually got to the why? Yeah, yeah. Some people never got to the why, and then, but then, yeah, we digress. But the why is so, so important. Why are you doing what you're doing? If you take a look at your career, you know, whatever the case may be, I think we live in a time whereby literally anything can sell. Anything, yeah. anything you do, if you're proficient at it, whether you're a street sanitizer, you collect refuse, or whether you're a gymnast, if you're really proficient at what you are doing, you can make that pay. Yeah. But it's about being able to commit to a level that maybe, depending on what you're doing, is to a higher degree than somebody else. Yeah. So do you look at anybody within your field as, do you know what? I can't flop because this person is it's like literally on Mario Kart, right? If you play Mario Kart on Nintendo, yeah? You've got like ghost mode, right? And literally you can race yourself or, or somebody else has done a faster time. You can see that person coming. Yeah. Do you have that? In your life? I, I have a few. There's that, I mean, actually there's a situation that arose, arose a little while ago that was, that actually illustrates this quite perfectly. So I, I had, I had gone through, as I said, I'm coming out of a slump when it comes to training for the first time in as long as I can remember, I hit a point where I was driving to the gym, taking a look at it and then just driving off. You know, I just couldn't, I couldn't face going in there. The thought of working out really wasn't in. And so I decided what I was going to do. I was going to try, I took it back to basics and I was like, right, I need to get myself back into the gym. I need to get my, I need to get my, my physique back where it needs to be. So I decided I was going to start a vlog. Mm. So I was going to start a vlog. It was my way of keeping myself accountable. Sure. I wasn't going to publish on, on, on publicize it on Instagram. I was just going to stick it out on YouTube silently because it was more for me than it was for anybody else. And I was very candid and very open and very honest in the first publication of it. However, what I didn't bank on was when we're talking about ghost mode and racing yourself, mm-hmm. I, I fortunately have quite a few very prolific friends of mine in the bodybuilding world. One of them, and I'll name his name is Simeon Panda is Godfather to my kids. We're, we're like, we're like brothers. He's, he's inside my inner circle. His immediate response when he sent that was to repost it on his Instagram profile. Tell everyone, like, oh my go, God. go take a look at this and make sure you keep, my, <laughs> keep you get, you get Andrew back to where he's supposed to be. Keep and then you he honest. Sent, Keep you honest. Yeah. And then he sent me a message privately and said, look, if you don't get back into the gym, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm quite likely to jump on a plane just so we can actually go over and hit some sets. Now, that there when we talk about gym and fits that's it's not even it's not even the the guy on my shoulder or the guy looking over looking over me it's the guy looking out for me and in and i'm fortunate to say i have i've accrued a few of them a bit that i've learned to do over the years which i'm not i'm still not great at doing is letting people know when you're hurting you know, and letting people know when, because I, and to a lot of people that I know, I'm the guy that people come to for an answer to something. I've got a problem, they come to Andrew, we discuss it, I've got an answer. But a lot of the times, when you're the guy that's got the answer, you don't feel that you can have, you can be the guy that's got the question. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard. So I have a habit when it, when things are hurting and things are going wrong and the, the, the sky's on fire 
to hide from everyone yeah. to try and put it out because you feel some level of embarrassment the fact that your house is untidy that's real no but that's real right there fortunately i've got a few people and i'm i'm and it's an ongoing thing for me to learn to be able to trust to be vulnerable yeah to go right this isn't my best foot forward right now it's far from it yeah but i'm gonna step it anyway and hope that there are people there that catch me if i fall See, I, I knew having Andrew on this show would be a revelation because, again, he's sharing with you insights to how really it gets. You know, everybody has those dark moments. Everyone has that place they go to sometimes where their their inner self is not as confident as the outward pro- projection. And, mm. um, you know, particularly the, there's a characteristic that, that Andrew is alluding to, the fixer, the yeah. mother hen type, <laughs> the knower of everything but who checks out for that Noah you know I read a book a long time ago I'll put it in the show notes again it's something about um, um, caring managing actually managing your manager yeah because you're, sometimes we look at our managers as you know they know everything but who's supporting your manager you know what I mean yeah. so um, we all we're all on this journey together and it's a struggle but being also being able to accept criticism accept compliments Except being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, literally. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people out there would not even have the confidence to present themselves in in a, in a, in in, in um, swimwear, presenting themselves naked in front of anybody. I know a lot of people won't do that. I know a lot of people will struggle to even do a presentation at at their at their daughter's wedding or whatever the case may be because the nerves get get in front of you but being able to embrace our vulnerabilities being able to embrace our challenges is something that um can only grow you because once you've identified that you know then you know there's a book for every single condition in human existence. So, so trust yeah. me, and Andrew will find that book. So these things are just kinks. As in, you know, I love the Superman movies, and Superman too. He went through a slump. Yeah, <laughs> he went through you a can slump. call it that. Yeah, he had he had to he had to go through that. Every superhero in normally the second film goes through a slump, <laughs> and they have to go back to as Andrew said, the why. Yeah. Once they reconnect with the why. Thor had to reconnect with the why to get his hammer back. Yep. You have to find out and really trust your why because that is your purpose. That is your calling. And if you're on the journey and you you have subscribed to your calling, everything will be okay. Every single thing will be okay. So no, I salute you on that one. I salute you on that one. You're just normalizing the whole experience. I know I'm struggling with just working out home life balance and all that kind of stuff. So having it from somebody as real as Andrew coming, coming here, talking to us about all these things is fantastic because they're all lessons here that any person that's proficient can take into their domain. This is why competition athletes, professional athletes like Andrew is, you know, are, 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 are a resource used in environments that have nothing to do with physical exercise. True. Yeah, that's why people who are proficient in anything can be used to teach somebody in a completely different um, sphere of life. Like motivation, you don't have to know what it is that the person's doing. No, no. The, the process is just the process, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So keeping somebody honest, and I like the fact that you have somebody that that you that is, is on your ghost mode, that's on your back. Yeah. Yeah, and knowing that knowing that on your back is a good indication of either a trusted mentor or coach. Some of us um, pick our coaches, pick our mentors based upon people we can dominate. 
Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, not the best. That's not the best. You have to have that fear. You have to have fear to say, do you know what? If I'm going to a coaching session, which I'm paying for, mm-hmm. if you get any free, whatever. But if you're paying for coaching sessions, you have to know that, oh my God, I need to hand over what I promised that I was going to do. <laughs> and you'll be terrified. Yeah. Terrified of that. Letting down that person is more terrifying than doing that task that you're supposed to be doing. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, false evidence appearing real. Yeah, you know, it's it's having that level of accountability, and as you said, it's that level of respect for that individual that you're you're exactly. If you've just got someone that you can dominate, then it's as good as you not having anyone at all because you're not going to respect that person asking you to do that certain thing, whatever that thing may be. You're just like, yeah, well. If I do it, I do it. So on your best day, you'll do it. On your worst day, you won't. If you've got someone that you respect, and I'd I'd leave a hint of fear in there as well. Fear that reaction that's going to come, going to come from them, or what they're going to see, or how they're going to react to it. That's what will drag you out of bed when it's raining, it's hailstoning, and you're tired and it's cold, but you still got to get this thing done because you promised that in the particular individual that you get it done. Wow, wow. And so, what, so as as we're trying to wrap this up. What does the future hold for you? What sort of projects do you have in store? Well, number one, after coming here to re- <laughs> relaunch my podcast, that's the, that's that's shutting itself right into the top three of pri- um, levels of priority. Oh, that's brilliant, right? Uh, there. Um, getting myself, getting myself, getting my, not even just getting, it's not even, I ban myself from getting this, using this word, getting things back. It's not about getting things back, it's about getting things forward. Most so definitely. it's about we working out. Don't bounce out. back here, you no, know. We exactly. ricochet here. You pass all the time. <laughs> So it's it's making those steps forward into a new physicality, into a new level of fitness and a new physique. So and new strength goals as well. So it's moving that forward and then seeing what happens on 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 the sort of sports stroke, bodybuilding stroke. I don't know, powerlifting, whatever that is, that turns into. Okay. Um, and then also on the personal bit is, is making sure I make time for kids and family. Oh, brilliant. You know, brilliant making sure know. I make time for kids and family and being my, my boy, my eldest son's getting older. Now my eldest daughter's off to university. It's, it's, it's a wake up call to go, right. We know what life spins on, whether or not you think you've paused in your head. Most so. definitely. Most definitely guys. So, you know, we say on this channel, don't just live life, make life boom. And you know, Andrew is one that makes <laughs> life boom. As he walks, he crushes the pavement anyway. But then I wish. Out, outside of that, yeah, he's making life boom. He's, he's got movement, he's moving, he's dynamic. Every time we we, we we catch up, we break bread literally metaphorically and we, we hold each other to account as best as we can. And that's what it's like. You should always be surrounding yourself. Your circle should be a people, should be with people that you know inspire you. And I'm most definitely inspired by having Andrew around so I salute you have a great day people Andrew we out take care thank you for listening don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links subscribe to the podcast don't just live life make life boom